if you know what factors are moving price and you look at all the combined influences on the market, you now have the ability to see what environment the market is in. And therefore, is it, for instance, a cloudy day? Is it going to be stormy that day in the market, right? That's the choppiness. Is it going to be orderly? Is it going to have a nice flow? What direction is, is it going in? Is it going you know, up, down, or is it just going to be stuck sideways? Hi, this is Caroline Stephen, and this is Talking Trading. Our guest today is Roger Curie from Raise Your Financial IQ. And Roger's developed a probability-based form of price forecasting called Market Vulnerability Analysis. MVA looks at forces of supply and demand and gives a directional reading on the market similar to the concept of weather forecasting. Roger's from Texas. You're just going to love his divine Texas drawl. Chris Tate today in A Little Trading looks at the main measurements that he uses whilst trading. And Louise Bedford today looks at your life's mission and living your life's purpose. Here she is. Are you living the life that you're meant to live? Are you living your life's purpose? Do you have soul satisfaction? When I was 19, I wrote my life's mission statement. Little did I know back then that the simple words that I'd put down on paper, they'd guide my life and they'd provide me with the direction I needed when things got tough, because things did get tough. Want to hear what I wrote back then? Actually, I found the original card that I wrote it on quite a while ago and I realised how much it had meant to me at the time, but also how much it's meant to me as time has gone on. Here's my mission statement. Funnily enough, I even feel a bit nervous about sharing it with you. It's just so deeply personal that this is what I wrote all those years ago. To inspire others by leading by example. To create wealth and spread my wealth to those that I love and those that I choose. To nurture others to discover their true energy so they can change the world. Now, I've just read it out for you word for word, but I actually do know that off by heart. And by true energy, I mean the thing that you can do effortlessly. You know, these days people call it flow or being in the zone, but I didn't know those terms back then. I guess from that, you can see how once I'd worked out how to trade, because my mission was so important to me, I just needed to spread the word about how others could liberate their lives as well using trading as a tool. I wanted success with significance, not just for myself, but for those I could help get what they wanted. Have you decided what your calling is? And frankly, it's one thing to hear your heart whisper the direction that you need to go in, but it's another to believe in it and to act on it. Do you know in your gut that you really want to be a trader? Or have you been denying that part of yourself because it just seems too hard? I have to ask you, what's the worst thing that could happen if you decided to be mentored by me and Chris Tate? On your deathbed, you'll have regrets. You'll wish you'd have played more. You'll wish that you'd spent time with friends and family. 
But I'll bet that you'll wish you had have also taken more risks and created a life with more meaning. By freeing up your life with the income and the choices that trading can provide for you, I know that you'll be able to matter. My own mission statement helps me get rid of anything that I just don't enjoy or things that started out being fun but they're just not fun anymore. And it guides me into designing my life instead of just existing. I find that whenever I start lacking energy and wondering if it's all worth it, it means that I've drifted away from my mission statement and I'm not being guided by its wisdom. Then when I do remember why I'm here on this planet and I do the things that I'm meant to do, it just feels great and I get back to loving trading again and loving my business again and and loving my life. And not uncoincidentally, every time I get on track, my income rises without as much work because I'm not having to force it. So your challenge is to think about what you really want in life. Is it just to exist being a worker drone having to achieve somebody else's goals and dreams? Or are you ready to move forward and trade your fears for peace, trade your anxiety for confidence. Imagine a life where you didn't have to worry whether you'd made the right stock choice or wonder how much money to put into your next trade or even when to exit your trade. Imagine a life where you didn't look enviously at their new car or house or holiday and where you didn't have to put your plans on hold again and where you didn't need to worry about what the future would bring for you. How good would that feel? And that is what trading can do for you. If you're ready for this life, then Chris Tate and I will work with you to create the trading business that you deserve. And once you've done our mentor program, we'll keep working with you for free until you hit every one of your goals. We'll keep on giving you the guidance you need to become an exceptional trader, no matter how long it takes, giving you the benefit of our combined 50 years as traders. We'll help you create the life that you want to live. In your heart, you'll know if doing the mentor program is the right move for you. Shortly, I'll be sending you an email telling you how to book in for the mentor program. If you're serious about getting the results that you've been craving from the markets, you won't hesitate and you'll book in straight away. Don't let another year go by where you're drifting and not living your life's mission. And now it's time for a little trading with Chris Tate. This segment is ideal for the time-pressured trader with the short attention span. And CT's question for today is... CT, what are the main measurements that you look at when you're trading? This is one thing where I think people get themselves into a little bit of a tiz in that they try and measure everything in every possible way. When it comes down to it, the blunt question you need to ask is, at the end of the year, have I made more than I started with? That's the simplest measure you need. A lot of traders can't actually answer that question. If you're plotting your equity curve, if you're doing basic results keeping, you can look back at any particular time 
and actually see where you are in your journey. So first thing, have you made more money during the year? It's as simple as that. It's not a difficult question, but a lot of people can't do it. In terms of accessory metrics, number of wins, number of losses, the ratio between the two, size of your average win, size of your average loss, that will get most people through their trading career. And if you want to be a little bit fancy, you can actually measure uh, your underwater equity, your drawdown curve, if you want to get a sense of how long your drawdowns last for. And that actually becomes a valuable tool because in years to come, when you go into drawdown, you look back and you go, well, yes, I've experienced this before. And on average, over time, it lasts X amount. So it's really quite simple. Have you made money? Number of wins, number of losses, ratio between the two. Size of win, size of loss, ratio between those. There you go. Hi, I'm Bob Pardo from Pardo and Company. I listen to Talking Trading and I enjoy it. Roger Curry is an expert in the field of market forecasting with over two decades of experience. In 2010, my friend Roger developed a probability-based form of price forecasting called market vulnerability analysis. Roger Curry from Texas. Hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Thank you for having me, Caroline. This is great. Roger, what is market vulnerability analysis? So market vulnerability analysis is a form of analysis that takes into account the eight major forces of supply and demand, which actually move price. So if you think about most people are accustomed to looking at technical analysis, uh, mm. fundamental analysis, mm. maybe a combination of both. Well, it turns out there's actually six more <laughs> factors that people don't take into account that are left to blindside them, which is what really causes a lot of the inconsistency that you see that uh, both investors and traders will, will struggle with. Six, six more things to think about. Yes. Are you going yeah. to uh, enlighten us in what they are? Sure, I could talk about a little bit of them. So, so you've got, besides fundamental and technical, you do have volatility that you have to consider. Yes. You have market sentiment, right? Mm -hmm. You have um, liquidity, you've got, uh, which yep. includes volume. Uh, you have uh, trade flow, order flow. Uh, you also have what I call prime pools of liquidity. Those are areas where, ironically, that's where the brokers, market makers, algorithms love to target where people can get whipsawed or stop hunted. Yes. I'm sure anyone who's active knows what I'm talking about. Then you've got, um, you've got the imbalances in supply and demand that occur, and you have to be able to know how they're going to impact pr price. And if you kind of factor everything together, all of those eight factors are going to give you a directional reading on what the market is likely to do. Sort of like when you look at all the different major factors in weather in the atmosphere, you know, it's like you and I know you can't go outside and under a clear blue sky and suddenly have it thunder, lightning, and raining over our heads. It's, it's going to take time to build and occur. And you'll see clouds forming and they'll be over your head. And just because it's cloudy doesn't mean it's going to rain until environmental pressures come together that cause the cloud to begin to rain. Well, those factors are all, number one, they're identifiable. Number two, they take time to build. And because of those two factors that we can identify them and we see that they take time to build, it makes them forecastable. So when you look at them together holistically, you can actually have a very accurate weather forecast 
of when we have poor to bad weather conditions. Well, the market's exactly the same, except most people are not accustomed to looking at all of those factors and taking them into account. And so what happens is if you know what factors are moving price and you look at all the combined influences on the market, you now have the ability to see what environment the market is in. And therefore, is it, for instance, a cloudy day? Is it going to be stormy that day in the market, right? That's the choppiness. Is it going to be orderly? Is it going to have a nice flow? What direction is, is it going in? Is it going you know, up, down, or is it just going to be stuck sideways? And so understanding that aspect puts a tremendous level of control in your hands. And, and I'll tell you, probably one of the biggest benefits, whether you're a short, medium, or long-term uh, trader or investor, is the fact that now this unlocks what people have found mysterious all along, which is the seeming sudden crash or sudden severe correction that seems to come out of nowhere is now actually identifiable. You can tell when their environmental conditions are actually conducive for that to occur. And if that's true, then now you can take defensive action in a timely way, not where, well, the market's you know, very uh, overbought. And so we, we expect to crash any time and, and you're sitting there and it takes six months, nine months, 12 months before finally something happens. Well, that's not very helpful to you because you're missing on all that growth, all that gain for six or 12 months, right? Versus saying, this is actually now starting to ripen. And so now I want to take some defensive action because now in the next few days or the next week or two, something's going to occur versus months from now. Does that make sense? It does. So is this the inherent flaw in every trading system and strategy, or is there something else you want to talk about here? So that's a great question. So the inherent flaw in every trading strategy or system or tool that you use, it's always developed based on what conditions the market is in now and how was it before. So they can do back testing and forward testing and say, okay, I've validated, I have a strategy that works right now and has a 60 or 70 or 80% edge. Wonderful. Well, the problem is the market continually evolves and changes, and it doesn't really come back and change necessarily the way it was before. And that change, when it comes, the strategy that, that was once developed for a particular kind of condition, well, those conditions no longer support that strategy. So what happens is the strategy starts to fail. It starts to perform inconsistently, poorly, or not at all. And now they're forced to go jump into the next new thing. They're now chasing on, well, what's, what's working now? And so when you have that kind of boom bust cycle, it's very exhausting. It's very capital intensive. It's what creates the inconsistency. And you're constantly on the hunt chasing the next new thing of version 2.0. Well, with market vulnerability analysis, it eliminates all of that because you're actually measuring all of those forces that cause the market to change and how they're evolving. And since you're measuring them objectively, you actually understand what they're actually going to cause the market to do with at least an 80% or higher level of accuracy. So, and I wanna to touch on something here in a second, if you don't mind. People think, well, wait a second, if you can forecast the market with 80% accuracy, you, you could be involved in the market you know, all the time. That's not true. There's a couple of things that people have to consider that most people don't really pay much attention to. One is, is the environmental conditions, are they actually uh, conducive and helpful to be involved in the market, or are they going to jolt your emotions? By that, I mean this. You could forecast the market's going from point A to point B. Great. 
You can also say there's a, an 85% probability it's going to happen. Okay, great. Now, the problem is, if the market is in a stormy state, it would be not that dissimilar from you and I deciding we're going to run errands in the middle of a storm where your car can hydroplane and <laughs> you can barely see 10 feet in front of you because it's just raining so hard. You know, that's not wise, right? So there's a wisdom to how to apply the methodology so that you're able to actually go in and go out of the market with a, an experience that's not going to stress you out. Because if you're stressed and under pressure, people don't realize if they allow themselves to be stressed and pressured, think of you driving a car. I know you know how to drive a car, right, Caroline? Do you drive a car? I drive a car. I okay. had a car accident recently, but I drove oh, a car. Oh, no. <laughs> I hope it, 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 it ended up okay. Yeah. All right. So you know the rules of the road. You know how to drive a car, but you notice how if you're late to an, uh, an important appointment, you'll drive that car a little bit differently. You'll push the envelope. You'll drive it more aggressively, mm -hmm. right? And the risks of being pulled over by, by a police officer and who's going to give you a ticket for, for breaking the law, going a little bit faster than you should, or crossing that, that, that intersection too late, uh, or having an accident dramatically increases. So we have to have the wisdom to realize that just because I can forecast the market doesn't mean it's actually tradable. And there's a wisdom. So actually we're saying no to the market more often than we're saying yes. So I find that market vulnerability analysis really shines a spotlight on just how turbulent and inappropriate an engagement with the market is probably about 70 to 90% of the time. So if you put 10 hours a week in the market, you're not going to expect to be really active for more than maybe an hour of that time. So that's really telling, isn't it? So less really is more because when you have an 80% or higher level of accuracy, guess what happens? You have consistency. If you have consistency, when you're limiting your downside risk without limiting your upside potential, you now have the ability to truly compound your account. And if you're not stressed doing it, you're building your confidence. Well, your confidence is going to lead to sustainability because you've got that repeatability. It's not stressful. That changes everything. It's a paradigm shift, actually. It is a paradigm shift. So you have a counterintuitive belief about pursuing market opportunities. What is it? Yeah. So... You know, when I ask people, um, why are you in the market? They tell me, well, to make money, of course. Yeah, well, that's logical. So let me ask you the next question then. What is it that you look for in the market? What do you do when you're, when you're watching the market? Well, I'm looking for opportunities to make money. Well, great. And that's why you have inconsistency and you're losing money and you're struggling. I get this weird kind of, what? You, ever, you know, when, when, a, when a dog will look at you and kind of go, what? <laughs> are you serious? You just said he that? He needs like, <laughs> You know, yeah, and it's like so. So I, then I said, well, let me ask you to think about it a little differently. If you're looking for opportunities to make money, and I'm telling you that's going to cause you to lose money, what if I tell you instead, look for opportunities that are not likely to lose money? Everything changes from that perspective. It's like so it's like a whole new world opens up. Like, wow, I didn't consider that. So such a simple shift. It's counterintuitive, and yet. It's powerful. It changes everything. So what happens is if I'm no longer looking for opportunities to make money, but if I'm focused on opportunities that are not likely to lose money, now I'm looking for all the risk factors and what can go wrong. And I'm looking at what can go against me versus what's going to work for me. And I have a lot more control that way. And so if I'm aware of the risks, I know more confidently 
how to deliberately generate my return. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Roger, if people want more of you and your market vulnerability analysis, where do they go? You know, the best place to learn about uh, market vulnerability analysis is raiseyourfinancialiq.com. And IQ, just the letter I and the letter Q. So raiseyourfinancialiq.com. And there'll be a case study and there'll be kind of a little four-part little uh, lesson there to help you uh, educate you and un- help you to understand what it takes to understand the market in a holistic manner. Roger Curie from Texas. Thanks for your Texan drawl. Thank you. (laughs) Great being with you, Caroline. Thank you. And that's all for Talking Trading today. Stay tuned next week to hear trading game mentor Peter Holzman on his trading journey. And as Sydney comes out of lockdown, take care, stay safe. Happy trading this week. As always, if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five-star review. You'll also notice that Talking Trading doesn't use sponsors and barely advertisers. This is because Chris Tate and Louise Bedford fund this show from tradinggame.com.au. So until next week, happy trading. The views represented on Talking Trading are generally nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation. Want to know the hottest sectors in the Aussie market? Now's your chance. Download my free hot or not special report from tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not. That website again, tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not.